0: Hello, Kira. G'day, Kimmy's dad. Welcome. G'day. This is Ads. I'm Sean with an H. Ads is brought to you by BesideTheSeaside.co.nz. This is Ads, and I'm Sean with an H. This is a series of podcasts about how ads happen, funny ads, clever ads, award winners, and how they came to be the stories behind them. Righto, this is my sixth podcast and I've had, um, well, I've had pretty good reaction right across Australia and New Zealand. It's been interesting because um, people really like the idea, other writers and other creative people really like the idea. But what they do is I say to them, well, yeah, great, send me the story and and let's have a chat about it and, and have you got the ad? Well, that seems to be the biggest stumbling block is that, a lot of these ads, that well, they've got great stories for, but they haven't got them. They actually haven't got the ad. And while we might be able to do one or two without the ads, it kind of helps that the ad is in there so you can kind of reference it. So, But still, you know, keep looking, keep sending them to me, keep sending me some ideas, and, and, and let's see if we can make one for you. In the year 2000, I started work at um, the Australian Radio Network in Sydney. I was a group creative director of the network, but a lot of our work came out of Sydney, almost like 60%. The same year, I was introduced to a hardware chain in Sydney. They were called Clark and Walker. They had three stores, the main one being in Camaray, North Shore. And it was just before the big chains started to really dominate. And even though this was a Mitre 10, it was still privately named Clark and Walker. The bloke who owned it was Bob. He was classic big hardware. He was a big bloke, loved his rugby, and we got on really well. He was always prepared to give creative a go, and that, that that's what I loved him, because he was a big fella, and he was a hardware bloke, and yet you know, he was down to earth, and he would look at me and he'd go, "All oh, right, right, yeah, 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 he loved it. He loved the creative process. He said, yeah, yeah, let, let, let's, let's, did you hear that? Got a new doll, George. Well, it used to be called Jack, of a puppy, I'll just get him outside because he could bark at anything and, um, well, he's looking at me now and he thinks, so, he wants to play and, you know, he doesn't understand that this is, these podcast things, George, are very serious, you can't just be playing with the ball, barking willy-nilly, so, out you go, go on, right, you know, there you go, take your ball with you, take your ball with you, back to the hardware shop, sorry about the intrusion from George. Back to the hardware shop. I had a big meeting with the bloke and, and he's talking about stuff and he says, uh, I said, well, you know, your? why should I come to you? The old standard question, why should I come and do work with your hardware shop? He says, service. Uh, the dog's back. Look, I, you know, he's a distraction. I'm going to go put him in the garage. So I'm talking to him about his hardware store and I said, you know, what, what have you got? You know, why should I come and do some work with you? He says, service. We have the best service when it comes to hardware. Now, if you're a creative person, the last thing you want is that service thing. It's a given. Service should be a given. You don't walk into a shop and not expect service. So, and a lot of clients will do that. They'll say, oh, you know, we've got wonderful service. And you look at them and go, well, that's what I expect you to have. I expect you to have wonderful service. It's not a reason for me to come and visit your shop or, or use your service. It's just service isn't enough. That's what I'm paying for. So I'm always a bit sceptical, um, but he insisted. He said, look, at the end of the day, you can buy a shovel anywhere, you can buy a saw anywhere. He said, it's our service. So I thought, okay, all right, how am I going to make this work? So what I decided to do was to do secret phone calls, and I'd call the store with a problem and see if I could find someone in the store to solve that problem. And, of course, you know, I'd take them and edit them and, and turn them into radio commercials. We'd cut initially a 60-second ad and then would cut it to 30 to get the frequency up. So I never wrote scripts. <laughs> and I would hire actors right across Sydney, some top actors, and um, I'd book them for an hour. And, say, and they'd walk into the studio and I'd go, um, right, well, your garden gnome has lost a finger. We're going to call this hardware shop and see how you go, see, see what solutions they can offer. I had a young kid in there who, yeah, a young kid just wanted to build a billy cart. He was brilliant. He was 14 years of age. I got him to actually phone the store. We found a woman there served at the counter, who built a billy cart. She, she just told us how to do it. You told the young bloke how to do it. There's also another one there for a fish tank, which is the one I'll share a bit later. I voiced it, and I was new to Sydney, so excuse the Kiwi accent in the middle of Sydney. That's something about Sydney, though. They don't. The New York of the South Pacific, as long as you can do the work, they don't give a stuff where you come from. Couldn't care less. Other parts of Australia, maybe a little more, but Sydney couldn't care less. As long as you could do the work and you had a bit of an accent. So this voice about the fish tank and how the pump's gone, I voiced it. Play the ad in a bit. But it was really interesting. I'd bring some actors in. And that, as I said, some top actors. Beautiful thing about talent base in, in Sydney, there's an immense amount of top talent. And when I didn't give some of them a script, they would go, well, where's the script? I said, well, you know, we haven't got a script this is, this, here's the scenario, this is what I want you to talk about. Now, some freaked out, some couldn't handle it, but some were brilliant and some were, the, the, the whole campaign went for a long, long time and uh, won some awards, It won the Golden Stylus. A couple of little things that, that were interesting. Before I put them to air, I would always take the recorded ads to a meeting at the, at the hardware store and we'd all meet in the boardroom. And and then I'd, I'd play, well, guys, who's the ad you did and who's John? And, you know, John would put his head, hand up or who's Sue? And Sue would put a hand up and, and I would play them their ad. And the buy-in from the staff was just amazing. I remember the, the one particular example I'm going to play you shortly is uh, the fish tank had gone and, and the guy... Who'd given me all the answers, genuine answers? You know, these weren't actors on the end of the phone. Genuine answers. He said, "I waited all day." He was pissed off with me. He said, "I waited all day for those fish." The only problem with it was, and is, I would call, or I would get someone to call, an actor to call, and they'd get suspicious. Is this one of on the radio ads you're doing? And so um, I had to get sneaky. Eventually, we mic'd up customers, so we'd walk customers into the shop. Into the hardware chains and have them mic'd up, and that worked, that worked pretty well as well. That was that was a lot of fun because we'd be right at the counter and they'd be telling us about how to grow how to grow grass and 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 how to mix paint, and, and, and it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Hello, Clark and Walker, my ten. Hello. Yeah, yeah. A uh, uh, real panic here, mate. um Fish ponds are um, pumped gone, and and while well, Jeremy's me fish, I've I, I've had him in the I've had him in the sink, and of course I can't keep him in the sink. We've got to you know we've got to do the dishes. You can't have keep him in the sink. Put him in the bucket. Just he, put some he... of the water from the pond in the bucket and put the fish in the bucket. You know. If I brought him down. We brought I... him here, man. Pop him in our pond for a while. You know, we'll look after him. Oh, okay, we'll take care of him for yeah, me. Yeah, Mate, I've got a few here. I'm taking care of. Oh, who who are they? Bob. Felicity and their babies. Yeah, so it'll take me like 20 minutes. Yeah, whip him up, man. Or have you got an esky or something? <laughs> an esky? Yeah. Put him in an esky. Is he, is he too big? Oh, no, no, he's probably big enough for an esky. Yeah, yeah, put him in that, you reckon. Yeah. Hang on, Jeremy. Hang on. Sorry. You're talking to the fish? Yeah. Bring him in, man. Bring him in. Quick smart. Well, look, I'll talk to him in the car. What are the name of those fish again? Bob and Felicity. Thanks, Mark. I'm on my way. Real problems, real solutions. Clark and Walker, Camaray and Hornsby. The campaign was very successful. As I said, it won a Golden Stylus Award, which was always pretty exciting for me. But one quick footnote, after about three years, four years, the client calls me in. He says, this campaign can't go on. I said, "Why? Well, why not? It's successful, it's working. He says, people have started going on holiday and dropping their fish off for us to look after. I said, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, Bob. They're, they think you can look after their fish while you've gone on holiday. You've, um, you're have you owning them when it comes to hardware. By the way, Josh from voicemedia.com.au puts all these together for me and uh, he does a great job. If you're looking for a sound engineer and want to work with a top bloke, get in touch with Josh. He's at voicemedia.com.au. Ads is brought to you by beside the